shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The Good News in Shoes This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Golden Rule Academy, K-12, Private Christian School. As parents, you want to make the best choice to empower your child to succeed. At Golden Rule Academy, we have the same goal. Let us help you educate and inspire your children to dream big. We offer accelerated curriculum, reasonable class sizes, caring and involved instructors, as well as art, music, physical ed, tutoring, and extracurricular music lessons, and of course, sports programs, including high school football. Our mission is to build confidence and to teach a love for learning. Golden Rule Academy is now enrolling for the 2012-2013 school year. Space is limited and scholarships are available for qualifying students. You can reach our office at 772-464-1597. That number again is 772-464-1597. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarbus, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. How can God gauge your faithfulness? How can you gauge your faithfulness? If you don't have to learn how to endure hardship. That's why when we prove to be faithful in the smaller things, you know what he does? He gives us more. But he wants you to be proven in the smaller things first. So that you can build your way up. And the more hardship you endure, the more he entrusts you with. Why does he give us more, Pastor? I got enough now. I want no more. Because the more that he can trust you with, the more we can advance his kingdom. <clears throat> I mean, you can do a lot with $5,000 in the kingdom. But you know, you can do a whole lot more with $5 million. Wouldn't it be cool if God could just trust us all with $5 million? If God was to give most of us in here in this room $5 million, we wouldn't see you no more. Most of you write a check for $500 and that'd be it and be gone. <laughs> Not me, Pastor. Not me. I would, I would write my tithe check. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we better move on. <laughs> Thirdly, he said, <laughs> do the work of an evangelist. Somebody say, do the work of an evangelist. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it don't mean go down to Staples and print you up business cards and start passing them out. And start having meetings at your house. That's not what he's talking about. How many know that word evangelist right there just means this, sharer of the good news? That's what we're all called to do, share the good news. Everybody in this room is called to be an evangelist. Hmm? And you know what's cool about an evangelist? A true evangelist, a true witness, a, a real believer in Christ who is really becoming knows how to be positive in a negative world. That's what an evangelist is. They're positive in a negative world. They learn how to be, they learn how to be positive when circumstances are down. Amen? How many of you have found out in life that it becomes very easy to get negative? I mean, if we're being real, can we be real? If we're being real today, it becomes very easy to get negative sometimes, don't it? Amen? 
There, there's a negative environment that, that's all around us sometimes. And we, we got to do whatever we can do sometimes to resist it. Amen? I tell people in the church sometimes on staff, bring me any problem you got, but don't bring it in a negative way. Bring it positively. You know? And don't bring me a problem without some idea for a solution. But don't come at me complaining in, in, with a negative attitude. I don't like it. You're just doing yourself in. Amen? People like that, man, when you're around people like that, all they do is drain the life out of you. They just drain the life out of you. It's like you're all happy and God's just blessed and all of a sudden you, you see them coming down the hallway and they look like this. Lisa, quick, somebody's calling me, ain't they? <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. I can't live in negativity. I can't do it anymore. God set me free from being negative, and God's called us to be positive people. Amen? God's called us to be happy people, to be people full of joy, people full of His peace and love and understanding. And sometimes you, sometimes you walk up in some of these churches, and people are going, bless God. Say, so are you happy? I'm full of the joy of the Lord. Why are you asking? <laughs> okay. All righty then. <laughs> I'm not looking for that kind of a Christian. Some of the people you need to look at them and say, I love you. Glad you were here. But next time we talk, we'll be in heaven. And I'll send you some flowers every now and then. <laughs> Amen. Just get call that, that flower shop down the road. Send them some flowers once in a year. But get them out of your life if they're draining the life out of you. You don't have to be abused. You don't have to be. Listen to me. You don't have to be abused. I love you, but I can't afford you. You're out of your mind. You've lost control. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to pray for you. Have a nice day. There's the door. Kind of just push them out a little bit. <laughs> you say, well, we've been friends for years, Pastor. Well, they've been dragging you down for years. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. Some of y'all think I'm crazy. I'm just being honest with y'all this morning. Amen you got to get to the point where you say, wait a minute, I, I'm called to be a witness. I have to learn to be positive in a negative environment. i got to be positive in a negative My whole world is negative. Everything I see every day is negative. People dying is negative. People getting killed is negative. People fighting is negative. I need to be positive in this negative world. Come on, somebody. i got to learn to be positive. I, I, I don't want to be a pessimist. I don't want to be filled with negativity and, and anger and hurt. I'm not going to allow my energy to be drained by people that have no dream on the inside of their life. And all they are is some kind of a succubus that want to suck the life out of you. I ain't doing it. Hmm? Oh, Jesus, help us. Hello, Bob Tarbus again. We will get back to today's message with Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about some exciting ways that you can support the Revealing Truth radio show. As many of you know, there are substantial costs to producing, editing, and airing a broadcast program. So in an effort to offset some of these costs, we are looking for radio partners that have a desire to see this program continue every day at 11.30 a.m. Our goal is to raise the monthly support needed to keep this message on the air. Maybe you can commit to $5 per month, maybe $20, or even $100 per month. You may just want to make a one-time gift for any amount. 
or you may want to have underwriting spots on the program. I ask that you pray and seek the Lord for what you can do. If you hear the call from the Lord to partner with us, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Again, please contact Beverly Young at 772-461-8555. Thank you so much for whatever you can do to keep us on the air. And now, let's get back to this timely message with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. If somebody else wants to spend their life in a pool of self-pity, always complaining about the church, or always complaining about the pastor, or complaining about their marriage, or complaining about their kids, or complaining about everybody else except their own problems, get away from them. Just get away from them. Oh my God, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost on that today. Some of y'all need to break free of some people. Shut the door. Amen. When you see them coming, lock the door and go put the TV on in the back room. Take your hearing aids out. Hmm. I mean, if you're going to have a pity party, the only ones showing up is you and the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody else coming. <laughs> oh, Lord. The devil's going to bring the snacks. <laughs> nobody loves me. That's right. Nobody loves you here. He does. Everybody hates me. Yeah, you're right. They all hate you. He's going to agree with everything negative coming out of your mouth. I don't know why they treat me this way. Because you deserve it. <laughs> My life is so hard. Yeah, it's terrible. I just wanted to end. I can help you do that. He's going to be right there with you. How do you know the devil has an agenda for your life? He wants to see you done in. And as long as you're doing yourself in, he's going to be right there to help you along. <laughs> it lets you sit down and feel sorry for yourself and feel sorry for you with him. Or feel sorry for, for you while he's with you. Amen. <laughs> he's like, just terrible. It's terrible. Nobody loves me. He say, that's right. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares about you. My kids don't even love me. That's right. They can't stand you. They talk about you all the time. <laughs> I think I'm going to go get a drink. Yeah, I'll mix it for you. <laughs> the whole world's against me. I know, it's true. <laughs> Does anybody get a witness on this today? Am I helping anybody? <laughs> Come on, don't we sometimes, we get all hung up and we think, we think, well, everybody thinks I'm a failure. Well, who'd you do an interview with? Huh? Did you apply for a job being a failure and they interviewed you? <laughs> How do you know everybody thinks you're a failure? Have you gone around and done a survey? <laughs> I'm getting tickled all by myself up here. <laughs> mm. I had people come in church and say, well, I don't want to worship because I, if I worship, everybody's looking at me. Well, sit on the back row. I guarantee you, ain't nobody going to turn around and stare at you. <laughs> on the back row like this, he's just looking around one eye, make sure nobody's turning around looking at him. 
What's happening? We, take, we partake of a negative environment that's all around us, and we get on a self-pity journey where we're just so, so self-aware of our own feelings and, and, and our own outlook on life, and, and, and we get so feeling bad that we just feel sorry for ourselves all the time. And Come on. How many know true followers, true witnesses, true people that love Jesus cannot live there? Amen. You cannot live there. Amen. We've got to learn how to stay positive in a negative environment because there's negativity all around us. Amen. Come on, somebody. True witnesses don't look for obstacles. They look for the promise. People that are hung up on themselves are always looking for the problem. They see what's wrong when somebody, every time somebody new walks in the church, somebody that's negative, they'll find out everything that's wrong with them and won't see nothing positive in them. Come on, somebody. Amen. You know, Andrew Carnegie, has anyone ever heard of Andrew Carnegie? Andrew Carnegie created in his business 43 millionaires on his staff. 43 millionaires on his staff. In the first 20 years of his business, 43 men became multiple millionaires working for Andrew Carnegie. I mean, that's a little bit unusual. Hmm? They asked him how he was able to produce so many millionaires on his team, and he said it's like this. Producing great... Producing greatness in people is a lot like mining for gold. You go into the mine realizing you're not going in there looking for dirt. You're going in there looking for gold. But we have a mentality in the day in the church that we just look at all the dirt in everybody's life and never see the gold. And it's come crept in from the culture. It's crept into the church from the culture. So when somebody walks in, we start sizing them up. Well, I can tell right now they got daddy issues. Yeah, and she must, she's a little controlling. Look how she's walking in front of him. Yeah, I'm going to pray for them today. In the name of Jesus, set them free. How about looking at them and go, look, there's the blessed and healed of God. Those are the children of the Most High God. Those, look at that couple right there in church today to honor God. God, just fill them and bless them today. Hmm? Hmm. True witnesses don't look for obstacles. They look for the promise. Amen? Listen, if we're going to really witness to people and influence people, how many know I, I can't go into your life looking for all the junk? Because I guarantee you, if I went in your life and looked for all the junk, I'd find it. And if you came into my life and looked for all the junk, you'd probably find some junk too. But how many know that's not what God's called us to do as believers? Amen? Amen? Yeah, we got some stuff to deal with. Yeah, some of us got some, some dirt there that has to be removed so the gold can get shined up. But we go looking for the gold that's on the inside of each and every one of us. Come on, somebody. Amen. Say this with me. I'm looking for the gold in you. Hmm? Not the dirt. We got people in the church today, that's all they do is look for dirt. And then they exercise their authority and go, you, you, need, you, need, you need to come hang out with me and let me get you straightened out. Yeah, you need to get saved. Amen? Number four, true witnesses. He said they fulfill their ministry. Come on up, Michael. He said they fulfill their ministry. In other words, they're finishers. True witnesses are finishers. They learn how to finish. They're finishers. Somebody say they're finishers. I think there ought to be on our life an anointing to finish. Every one of us ought to have an anointing in our lives to finish what we start. To be a finisher. I mean, there's a lot of things to get started, but not a lot of things to get finished. In Christendom, in the church, there's a lot of things people get started, but they don't never finish. Amen? Even in the Bible, there's time after time, a lot of the main characters of Scripture, they start out really good, but they didn't finish very well. 
Some of them start out with a lot of glory and at the end they ain't got hardly no glory. They didn't do it right. They didn't end right. Amen. So how do you become one of those people that finish well? That finish with a passion? That, that finish with a desire for the kingdom? This is what Paul's telling Timothy. I think one of the most important things that we need to understand as believers is that we always are moving into a destiny in front of us that we can never completely fill. Because when we fulfill it, we plateau. We plateau. And it becomes easy. Become, that's why it's good to get involved in church. And it's not good to just keep coming every Sunday. It's good to plug into a ministry and to start serving. Because God wants to grow you. Otherwise, you'll keep coming every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every, and you'll plateau. And then pretty soon, you'll start skipping church because you've plateaued. There's nothing new going on in your life. And now you're just showing up and you're in maintenance mode. You're just trying to maintain. Hmm? I mean, it's not about maintaining. It's about growing. A lot of people plateau and they just fade away in life and they quit surrounding themselves with an environment that's growing. They quit surrounding them with themselves with an environment that's challenging them. They just level out. Hmm? They want to fade off into retirement. I was listening to Ravi Zacharias on the radio this morning. He was telling a story about, uh, I can't even remember who the guy was telling about now. I think it was either Moody or it was... Uh, and it was Wesley, I think. One of those great guys. And he said that he wrote in his diary toward the end of his life, he was at, at 83 years old. He said, I find now at 83 that I'm a little bit weary by the end of the day. And I can only preach 14 sermons a week. Come on now. At 86, he wrote... It's getting more and more difficult to get up at 5 o'clock and pray for four hours before I start my day. I can feel age creeping. 86 years old. Can somebody say it's time not to plateau? i got to finish strong. You know, when I, was, I had a youth ministry that was just on fire, man. Around 2004, 2005, we had... Over a hundred teenagers coming every Wednesday night. Awesome band. Kids were getting set free from all kinds of stuff, man. Kids getting set free from pornography. Kids getting set free from drugs. Kids getting set free from alcohol. Kids getting set free from abusive relationships. Kids getting saved, going home and leading their parents to the Lord. I mean, it was just on fire. Amazing things were happening. We had a staff with four adults on it. We had this core team with like 16 teenagers on it. And the 16 teenagers ran the whole youth group. And I thought, man, this is great. I could do this the rest of my life. This is awesome. I was traveling and speaking at youth camps and youth concerts. And it was just cool, man. And God was just moving. And the Lord spoke to me. And he said, I'm moving you on. I'm moving you back to a place. You're moving into a new environment where you're going to be challenged. You're moving into a new place where it's going to be harder. You're moving into a place where you're, you're going to have deeper tests, a harder test than what you've been through. I mean, I could have stayed there. I could have stayed right where I was, and I would have, and I would have just stayed right there on that even kill, that plateau. But I would have moved into a place in my life where I would have got bored, where I wasn't being challenged anymore. 
See, God wants to keep moving us and moving us and propelling us into destinies that we can't quite fill because He wants us to finish well. He wants you to finish on fire. He wants you to go out of this thing ablaze. He doesn't want you to exit this world and go into heaven with a little tiny flame on the end of a candle just being snuffed out. He's called you to burn with the Holy Ghost and to finish well. Somebody say, I got to finish well. Hmm? I got to finish well. If we're being honest, there's some of us in this room, we could just keep doing what we're doing until the rest of our life and we'd be completely content and completely happy. But how I many of us know what God's called us to do? In the soulless realm, He's called us to continually grow, to continually overcome, to continually present, to continually become more and more like Christ every day. We've got to be determined that we're going to say that I'm not, I'm not content to get to a comfortable spot of where God wants me and stop because how many know when you get there and you stop that's where it all begins to fall apart that's where it all begins to go away from you amen you say well what are you talking about pastor I'm talking about the small things it's the small things I'm talking about the big sins like you know, for most of us in this room, if the devil comes up and said, I want you to cheat on your wife, go use drugs, go run around, smoke some crack, we'd all look at him and say, you're crazy. I left that life a long time ago. I've been set free by the power of God. There's no way I'd ever go back to that. But it's the small disciplines. When we say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join the worship team. Lord, I'm going to show up and be a greeter. I'm going to do that. And you do it for two Sundays, and then we don't see you for a month. Lord, I'm going to get up a half early, hour early, and I'm going to read my Bible. And then this alarm goes off in the morning, and you hear it going, nyeh, 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 nyeh. and you reach over there and you smack that snooze button, and you say, God is good. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I'll read tomorrow. I need this extra half hour. I'm too tired. It's the small disciplines. Amen. Or when you come home on Sunday and you lay your Bible down, the next time you pick it up is the following Sunday morning. Come on, God's looking for real witnesses. Real disciples, amen? Look, you might think you got it down. You might think you know everything there is to know about being a Christian. You might think you understand everything there is to understand about being a Christian. But can I just tell you, there are no guarantees that you will finish well. Because your finishing well is a direct response of your faith to the promise. Let me try that again. Your finishing well is a direct response of your faith to the promise. See, we live our Christian life and we don't understand that sometimes. Amen. You have to intentionally pursue finishing well. You have to make it intentional. You have to go after it. And real witnesses are finishers. Amen. I don't want to be a person that starts out with a blaze of glory and then, you, you know, that's it. You don't ever hear from them again. I want to keep moving in the kingdom of God. I want to fill the destinies of my life. I want everything that God has for me. And I don't want to, I don't want to miss any opportunity or anything that He's laid out in front of me. And I would pray that that's your heart this morning. That you want to meet and fulfill the destinies of your life.
It's not how you enter this life. It's how you leave it. It's what you leave behind. And I believe that one of the coolest things about being a Christian is that you can have the opportunity to finish well. God's looking for finishers. He's looking for finishers. Because it's going to take finishers to do the work. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772 461 8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Women's Fellowship meets the first Saturday of every month for a wonderful time of fellowship, prayer, worship, and sharing. This interdenominational meeting is attended by ladies representing 30 different churches. Come join us for a wonderful breakfast every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. in the Truth Church Cafe located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Again, located at 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. Please call ahead and RSVP at 772-464-7012. And that number again is 772-464-7012. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. for The Journey Home. Hear real-life testimonies of many who are drawn to the Catholic faith. Pastors, preachers, the unchurched, fallen-away Catholics, and Christians from various denominations give testimony to their journey home. That's Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on WCNO. Tune in and be inspired. Thank you. 